Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, everybody, to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. We are bringing on an acclaimed author, a motivational speaker someone who has worked with some of the top businesses and performing individuals in the world, also won a World Series championship as a mental performance coach with the St. Louis Cardinals, Dr. Jason Selk. And this one was unbelievable. Talk about takeaways that everybody who is listening to this podcast is going to be able to use in their lives to just up their performance. Honestly, this was such a great episode. Before we do get over to Dr. Jason Silk, though, let's bring on the talent of the podcast, the one J-Who, Jeffrey Lavecchio. Vex, what's shaking today? I'm on fire, bro. This was such a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you guys know, like I'm obsessed with sports psychology. Um, I just think it's really, really cool to hear someone who as, as established and has so many accolades and, and he has the results in his field. He has the results. It's not conjecture. It's not guessing. You can see when he goes to a team, they win, they win a championship players develop. And it's been that way for decades. Right. I think it's really cool. And I'm going to pump our own tires here a little bit. I want you guys to notice the similarities in what doc is talking about in this episode and what you've been hearing from Tolf and I for the last five years. Like I just, it's really, really cool for me that when I read his book, RSF, I instantly connected to relentless solutions focus because it's very similar to the mindset that I've, I had to adopt during my career. And it's the way that I try and instill mindsets and and all these things in every person that I work with every single person. So for me, it's just really cool to hear that everything we're doing on this podcast and in my gym and things like that are on track and on par with one of the best sports psychologists in the world. And guys, I cannot, you know, I've talked about this book on the podcast many, many times since I read it last year. This is for me, that's a must read book. It is a must read book because Toph and I are always saying, it's not always what happens to you. It's good, bad. All these things are going to come at you in your life and sports and business and relationships, but it's how do you respond? You know, and a big piece of that is your mindset, your mental game, doing these things daily to be proactive with your mental health, which will help you perform better and live a happier life. A hundred percent, man. And it's so interesting you say that because Alex Hormozzi, who's a guy that you and I both follow, one of the things that he says a lot is, especially when it comes to books, right? Because Dr. Selk is, has, has written books. I've read one, you've read one, and they're like bestsellers, every single one of them. And Alex Hormozzi was like, you don't need to read a million books to be great at what you do. You need to have about two or three books that you read all the time. <laughs> you know, and for you, that's, that's that book. And it's so funny on the podcast, uh, Dr. Selk, he actually brought up one of the books 
that I read all the time, which is one by John Wooden. And so it's, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, it's, it's so funny, like success, whatever you define success as. And, and I think we, we kind of talked about this a little bit on the podcast. It's like simple, but not easy, simple, but not easy. And he talks about repetition and he talks about positive energy and he talks about work ethic. And it's like, if you want to be great at what you do, like there's not some grand plan that comes down from the stars that anoints you to be special and granted talent is God given and yada, yada, yada. But like, if you do simple things the right way, every single day, you're going to put yourself in a position to succeed, whatever success means to you. And uh, it was really cool to have him on here to get into the details and the nitty gritty of kind of like what that means and what that is. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people. You know, we, I love that you brought up the repetition thing and what, what Doc says about repetition, I, I truly believe couldn't be more spot on, no matter if we're talking sports, business, again, relationships, training in the gym. So many coaches, so many people want to just move to the next thing, move to the next thing, move to the next thing. And something that I am constantly harping on with my guys is that the most successful athletes in the world are really, really good at doing the same things over and over and over and over and over and being okay with it. We've heard on this podcast for five years, Tove talk about Joe Pavelski staying out on the ice, guys chirping him when he was 18 years old to do his tips after a practice at this special team uh, uh, during the middle of the USHL season. Every player I know that has ever played with Joe Pavelski at any level says he does that every single practice, every single day. It is not an accident. And I don't remember who said it on our podcast probably three, four months ago. I wrote it on one of the boards in my room. I'm looking at it right now, and it says reps remove doubt. That was me. Rep- well, was it you? Hell yeah. That was me. Dude, I got it written. I got right it from there. somewhere, though. That's not yeah. me. <laughs> right. I have it written right there. I read it every single day. Repetition is important. And it's really important to find a way to make repetition sexy in your brain, you know, like, like not, Oh, I got to do this again. It's like, no, I get to do this again. I know that the more I perfect things through repetition, the more confident I am in the things that I do. So I was really, really happy to hear him talk about the importance of repetition, especially for younger coaches. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It was really, really good. There's so many takeaways on this one that can help you to be the best version of yourself and, and reach for that greatness. So yeah, we're really looking forward to getting over that. One thing I do want to talk about before that though, is this community that we started and holy crap guys. Like, so we put this out there on a Monday we record on Tuesday. So it's only been two days since we put the word out that we're building this thing. And like grateful doesn't even begin to say like how I feel about the response that we've gotten to this hockey think tank community and the amount of people that have reached out and filled out the interest forms and have paid, you know, to be a part of this community. Like it's absolutely insane. So honestly, like, thank you. Thank you guys. You have no idea how much it means to Vex and I and our team that like what we've been doing for the last five years has had an impact on you. And like, this is a way that you've shown us that like, it's something that's had an impact. And so like this community is something that we really, really believe in. When I started the hockey think tank, and I said this on the last podcast episode, like this was what the vision was. It was to create a place where really passionate, like-minded hockey people can come and share ideas and get perspective and ask questions and really connect with other positive people. And it's interesting, even relating to this podcast, I asked, you know, Doc, you know, he studies all of these championship teams and championship businesses. What's the best way to, to like, what's a commonality of, of all these top performing businesses or teams. And he says, you get the right people on the bus. And that is the thing that's really cool about this community for me is like, this is going to be filled with really positive, awesome, smart, 
driven hockey people, whether you are a hockey coach looking to get more insight, whether you're a hockey parent looking to get more insight and not just get insight, but give insight. That's the beauty of this community is just the sharing of ideas and the sharing of knowledge and perspective. And so like, honestly, like I think the best way to, to just say it is just to say, thank you. Thank you so much for the reception that this thing has got. And if you want to be a part of this community, go to the hockey think tank.com. I guarantee you, you're not going to regret it. And all of our daily prompts that we're doing our Monday motivation on how to get the most out of yourself, Tuesday tactics, all about hockey development, all about hockey tactics and things like that. Wellness Wednesdays, how to get the most out of your physical and mental health therapy Thursdays. What's some, what's some issues that are going on in the hockey world that we all can use some perspective on from people who are going through that right now. And then fun Fridays, let's have a little bit of fun too, right? And so, man, like, I'm just so grateful for the hockey community that we've created. And I'm so grateful for, you know, just this podcast and you and Steph and like all of our guests, like it's been very validating these past couple of days, seeing how many people have, have joined this thing and are so excited about it. And, uh, like, we're not going to let you down like this. We're going to provide so much value with this thing. And, and all of our members are going to provide so much value to each other. Um, it, it, man, I'm just, I can't even believe leave the reception it's been unreal and i want to say this too before we get over to doc i've been thinking a lot about this community and i, I don't i told Toph this i don't remember if i said this on the podcast uh on december 11th or 12th uh, i believe it was i spoke to a little over 400 parents from the st louis rockets organization um and one of the parents came up to me and he said, Hey Jeff, I've been listening to your podcast for two years. And I just want to say, thank you so much. You and Tove have helped me so much in my coaching journey. I don't coach hockey. I coach girls track at the high school level. And we won a championship this year because I used a bunch of things that you guys have talked about on the hockey think tank podcast. So what I wanted to, to reiterate or, or just tell everybody is like, this doesn't only have to be hockey. Hockey hockey can be a metaphor for any sport. I, I talk to all of my friends who have kids in youth sports, and they listen to the hockey think tank, and they just replace the word hockey with basketball or baseball or soccer or tennis. Or right? business or, you know, yeah. not, it doesn't even have to be sports either. Yeah. Right? So if, if you've got, you know, friends who are not in hockey, but you think that this could help them through their journey in the crazy world that is youth sports, I think what we do will help any parent, any player, any coach of any sport. So please... If you have parents who are also like, oh my God, I what rinsing their hands with basketball or tennis or badminton, whatever it is, uh, there is a silent end in that word, I believe. I was going to say, you said that right. I know most people don't. Badminton. So, bing. Good uh, for you. Don't be afraid to tell them to join the community, check out what we're doing, what it's about, because I think that we can help a lot of people, not just hockey people. Yeah, and, and hopefully you guys know this by now, but I don't know if you're going to find two harder working guys in the business than Vax and I. Um, I, I don't like to... <laughs> humility is something that is <laughs> probably a detriment to me at times, but like one thing I will say about myself is nobody's going to outwork me, and I think you know that nobody's going to outwork Vex. And we make a promise to everybody in this community, it's worth it. And, you know, like we're going to provide so much value and you are going to provide so much value to each other too, which is also the beauty of this. And, uh, and yeah, and thank you for the reception that you guys have given us on this. It's just so cool. So validating to all the stuff that we've been doing. So we really, really appreciate it. So go to the hockey think tank.com and, uh, and, and look for the community and, and, and sign up today. And, uh, we really, really appreciate it. And, uh, before we do get over to doc, we have a few people to thank. want to thank gel sticks, our title sponsor, G E L S T S T X.com. Go there. I'll say it again. G E L S T X.com and get a discount on some weighted training hockey sticks or golf clubs or lacrosse sticks by using the coupon code think tank one word and uh, great company. We love them. Awesome. I want to thank train heroic train heroic is the app that has helped me deliver unbelievable quality training to so many athletes. I looked at my computer uh, last night, almost 16,000. Most 16,000 athletes and, and non-athletes have received and used some form of my online training since COVID. 
right? Like my whole goal, <laughs> my whole goal with my online training business is to keep amazing training affordable. And I'm working with so many teams and so many organizations. So if you're a team or an organization looking to get quality training for your team at a very cheap price, videos of everything, direct access to me, and I do a monthly Zoom call with every team or organization I work with whenever they want. They just got to schedule with me. I offer that. Okay. It's again, what Tope said, always trying to provide value. Train Heroic has allowed me to do that. So thank you so much to Train Heroic. I also want to thank Cure Nutrition. Cure Nutrition is a CBD company I'm with. Like you guys hear every single episode. I personally take CBD twice a day, every day. Had one of our OG listeners literally call me a few, like maybe it was a week ago asking me, Hey, I got this thing going on with my back. You know, I want to give out too much information in case anybody knows who I'm talking about. I, I walked him through all the different ways that I, he could use the CBD to help the situation he has going on. And we got him set up. So if you have questions, all right, I'm not trying to sell you things. I want to help you reach out to me, DM me, Instagram, way better than Twitter. I don't look at my Twitter DMs too much. Reach out to me. I'll help you decide what is the best products for you and what you have going on. Or go to curednutrition.com. You can use my discount code GMBM. What's up? Did you see and then assess the situation? You see and assess the situation? Situation. <laughs> uh, I like that. Okay. Uh, also want to thank Helios Hockey. This is a phenomenal product. It is a sensor that you put into your shoulder pads, and it gives you instant real-time data and feedback on what's going on on the ice with you, especially when it comes to your stride mechanics and especially when it comes to how hard you're working on the ice. They got a cool little hustle score, which is a phenomenal thing for all the youth hockey players out there. They have so much fun with it. Uh, but the game changer with this one is it actually cuts up all your shifts for you. So whether you're using Live Barn, whether you're using a phone or an iPad or a camera, whatever it may be, uh, that sensor in your shoulder pads detects when you're going on the ice and it slices up your shifts for you. Absolute game changer as it relates to, you know, doing your video stuff and, and trying to get a little bit better from a visual standpoint. So uh, go to helioshockey.com and for our listeners, they've given us a discount code too. It will be 20% off your initial 12 month membership, including that sensor to put in your shoulder pads full free. All you got to do is enter the coupon code think tank one word and you will get that discount. So thank you to Helios Hockey and thank you to icehockeysystems.com com the best website all there out there for all your coaching education needs they have thousands of drills they get whiteboard explanations from really really high level hockey people you have the ability to draw up your drills digitize them send them out to all your teams send them out to all your players send them out to all your parents and you can also get this for every coach within your organization because we've partnered with them baby and there's an associations platform. You can get this for every coach in your organization. Imagine building up an entire drill library, an entire systems library for your entire organization. Incredible product. Also, they have the, or not the ice hockey systems. They have the hockey think tank parent survival guide as well. So it's not just for the coaches. It's for the parents too. And uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal group there with icehockeysystems.com. With that, also want to thank you all the listeners we appreciate everything you do for us. Every like, every comment, every download, every rating, every follow, and join us on the Hockey Think Tank community as well. Also, one of the perks, get to see us doing live short shifts, baby. Get to see us doing live short shifts. Also, get access. So every guest that we're bringing on here, we're going to do a 10 questions with them at the end of every episode. That 10 questions is not going to air on this podcast. That 10 questions is going to air on the community. So uh, if you want to hear more from Dr. Jason Selk, then uh, hop on over to our community and you'll be able to hear those 10 questions. And dude, they were amazing the answers that he was given to some of these questions so especially number one first question we asked just a little bit of a teaser here we asked him to define mental toughness in one sentence uh facts they should change the webster's miriam whatever the hell it is dictionary definition to what he threw out there and he banged yeah. that thing out in like 0 0.01 seconds too <laughs> he had he that did. one ready to go <laughs> he did uh okay so with that without further ado you guys are gonna absolutely love this one we have mental performance coach sports psychologist dr jason selk 
We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. If you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can see all the available lines and all the available odds for all NHL games going on. That's right. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for ga- for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast Got somebody with some St. Louis ties here, Jeffrey Lavecchio. It's Dr. Jason Selk. Doc, how are you doing today? Very well. I appreciate you all having me on. Very excited. Yep, we are too. And uh, I have read one of your books. How many books have you written now? I've written five and I got a few more in me. <laughs> I like that. Uh, talk about self-discipline and mental toughness. I can't imagine what it takes to, to write books. You're probably going to have to have a lot of that. <laughs> Well, you know, it actually is a lot easier than I think it looks because all I do is write the books on what I say all day long. So it's uh, it it really that part of the job actually is a little bit more peaceful than attack mode. But uh, for most, I think it's probably pretty challenging. But for me, it's been quite- that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited to get the chance to talk to you here today and uh, just to, to pick your brain because you've been able to work with some of the most uh, high achieving individuals and high achieving teams out there. And uh, you go around, you do a lot of speaking. And, and for me, like I'm a really big student on culture and I'm a really big student on what makes people tick, what makes teams tick. And so, you know, one of the questions that I had for you right off the hop here is, you know, in being able to work with so many high level teams, you want a world series, like what are some of the commonalities of really high achieving teams that you see when you go into work with them? Number one, like maybe what are even some of the challenges that they, that they go through, but also what are some of the ways that they potentially might get through those challenges and are in those DNA? Yeah. You know, I was, um, I guess this was a couple weeks ago. I was having, I was, having a beer where I think it was the Mizzou Illinois game that night. Yeah, it was. And I was there with my son. We were down at a spot in Dogtown. Felix is one of my favorite spots. And and a college coach came and joined us. And my son's right now getting into the business. And, you know, I, I try to tell us, Hey, look, you're going to have a really great resource. It's going to sit with us for an hour. So make sure you use the resource. And I, you know, kind of test him. I want to see if he's going to come up with how do you use the resource or not? And he, he really impressed me. He said, coach, What's the number one thing as a college coach causes success? And the coach's response was, it was a review for me, but I hadn't heard it in a while. It's a little bit of a precursor to what you're asking. And I knew the answer once he had said it, because I'd heard so many different, whether it be pro or college people in leadership or coaches say the same thing. And the answer was recruiting. You got to get the right guys on the team. And I think it's really easy for people to make the assumption that that just happens. And I would just tell you in any great team I've ever worked with, and I've really been lucky. I mean, I've been so dang fortunate in my career in the sports world, certainly, and also in the business world that you really have to give credit to the people that are putting the team together as well. That's a really big piece. Okay. And then, so you say, all right, fine then if you're going to look for, you know, the right way to recruit, I think in sport, it might be a bit easier than in business because talent 
in sport is a little bit easier to see. You've got many more opportunities to see people play in real games, head-to-head competition. You got video. You know, in the business world, it's not quite so easy. We don't have those venues to actually do the homework on the right talent, if you will. So talent is one piece. And, and I think that's probably the easiest piece to see, even though I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's probably the easiest. But I'm a big believer. You know, I've studied for years. OK, if you're going to put a team together, what are some of the characteristics you would look for in a team? And the two resources that really jump out at me that really they have commonalities in the characteristics they've looked for. One is Jack Welch. He did a really good job. He wrote a book. I think it was called Winning. That's probably a good 15, 20 years old at this point, but it's rock solid. And he's got a section in there on on talent recruitment or talent selection. And the other one would be John Wooden. I'm a huge fan of Wooden. I've studied him really from A to Z. And they share really the same views and and the two components that both would really highlight that would say, if you have these two components in an individual, you have a high likelihood of success for team chemistry. And one would be, Wooden calls it enthusiasm, which uh, Jack Welch called it positive energy. And the other one would be work ethic. You know, and and again, if I'm looking for what's been my experience with teams and I'll, I'll put myself even on the team, you know, not at the same level as a coach or a player, but I think anybody who's associated with that team, even a person like me, who's really just kind of supporting people, you might say I'm kind of a staff member, if you will. I know what people expect of me is my skill set, my talent better be second to none. If somebody hires me for mental training, whether it be for an athletic team or a business team, I better be the best in the world at giving them what they need in terms of mental toughness. So that's kind of the talent piece. But I also, I really highlight, even in my own self, look, Selk, you better show up, you better have the right energy, and you better show up ready to go every single day and ready to stay until the job is done. So long-winded answer to, I think, recruiting is incredibly important, as you guys know, in the business world. I don't know. It might be a little bit overlooked, but you really got to find the right people. And I think if you're looking for two characteristics, my two would be to, again, piggyback on Jack Welch, who was the CEO of GE in their most profitable time, and Coach Wooden, greatest coach of all time. They really had similarities, positive energy and work ethic. Those would be my two votes for team selection. And if you have a bunch of guys, a bunch of gals, a bunch of people on a team with those two things, the winning and the chemistry is a heck of a lot easier. So let me let me throw a little bit of a curveball at you here, all right? Because we have a lot of youth hockey coaches, parents, people like that are listening to our show where recruiting isn't really done in youth hockey as much. So let, let's say that you're not able to really recruit. Your team is your team. So now what would be your answer for characteristics that, that you're looking to pull out of your players to help your team win the most if you're not able to recruit the best of the best? Uh, you know, any coaches, well, any great coach's biggest responsibility is finding the motivation. You know, and, and this is one of the things I've seen over the years, but not with great coaches. I think good coaches get a little bit confused on this one. Great coaches don't. Good coaches, I think, sometimes get confused into thinking, I told the player to do it. The player knows it's in his or her best interest. I know it's in his or her best interest. It's his or her responsibility to get it done. And yeah, I mean, I think in a perfect world, yeah, that's great, coach. But the great coaches know, I'm going to tell my players what they need to do, the development piece. And there is a high likelihood I'm going to have to be extreme with repetition and motivation and education to bring that out of them. So I guess what I'd say to, you know, if I had to answer that, I'd kind of put the same two things on it, that any great coach must have great work ethic. And, And to me, great work ethic is not telling the player what to do. It's making sure the player does what he or she has to do. And a large part of that, and and look, you and I, all of us listening, all of us coaches know, 
that motivation right now, this is a different world than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I think these points are even more valid now than they were back when I was really involved in the coaching aspect of sport and then in the participation of it. I mean, back in, you know, old school, I'm, I'm from middle America, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. If the coach told you to do it, you did it, or there was going to be held to pay either at practice or at home or both for not doing it. That's just not how it works these days. So I think coaches, you got to really prepare yourself. You have to have great work ethic and you got to have that positive energy too, because you got to get your players to believe in what you're asking them to do. And then you got to be just prepared. They're not going to do it. It's your job. It's our jobs as coaches and leaders to pull the best out of our players. You know, and I always think of it this way. If my player is wearing my jersey, you know, and I I do a lot of coaching in the business world, and I still look at it the same exact way. If I've got somebody that's hired me for a job and they keep showing up, not doing the things we've talked about that they need to do, it's still my job if they're wearing that jersey to find a way to get them motivated to do what's in their best interest. It's really that mentality of service as opposed to, let me just tell you how to do it. I got to serve my players I got to serve my clients so that they do what makes us both look good, i.e. win. Well, I, I love right there that you said it's like it's my responsibility. And and so many coaches, like you said, will be like, you know, I told them what to do. They know what to do. But if they're not doing it and you want to be a good coach, your job doesn't stop there. It is your responsibility if you want to help the team win, if you're trying to develop players, if you're trying to do all the above. the onus is on you. Don't put it on anybody else because you know, you're just passing the buck off. Like great coaches will stay those extra hours. will do the extra work. They'll find a way, they'll find a way to connect with each individual player to get the most out of them. But I want to go back to something you just said about repetition, because I read your book, uh, RSF relentless solutions focus, uh, it was it was a gift to me by a good friend, Derek Stevens, who I know is listening to this. What's up, Derek? Um, and I absolutely loved it. It, it, it. I don't read a lot of books, Doc. I won't lie to you. All right. But um, I read it in a week, maybe. And it was already a, a mindset that I have and I had employed in my life. Um, but reading it like just like made me live in that manner, like that much more dialed in that much more detailed and something that I noticed in the book. And I tell all of my players to read it, uh, uh, that book. Now I tell everyone read RSF, read RSF. Um, there's a ton of repetition in the book. Like, and I knew, obviously you're a sports psychologist, you're a psychologist. I know that you don't do things on accident when you're in that field, everything is on purpose. And there's so much repetition in the book going over what is RSF? How do you do RSF? When do you do RSF? Why do you do it? And it's beating it into your head. So I want to just talk about for the coaches out there who maybe think that they're saying the same things over and over or, or doing similar things over and over. How important is repetition, especially when working with younger athletes? Yes. So first of all, thanks for the kind words about the book. It means a lot. I mean, it means uh, it's very, very uh, complimentary to hear a guy like you say that it's made an impact like that. So I appreciate that very much. You know, there's a phrase I use all the time, and it, and it I think it's more for me in my own coaching than maybe the people I say it to. But um, here's the, the phrase. You must, in leadership and coaching, you must resist the temptation to fear repetition. And I really learned this by studying the greats, you know, whether we're talking about Wooden, whether we're talking about Lombardi, whether we're talking about a Dabo Sweeney or a Saban. It doesn't matter that the characteristic is pronounced throughout that people who have learned to win at the absolute highest level totally embrace and use repetition. And I would tell you, I think rookie coaches are terribly afraid of it. You know, we get in our head that if it's not new and you see this in society, I think the the cell phones really promote this. The social media is horrible about this, that. You know, you you become a has-been if you're using the same kind of messages or videos or whatever it might be on social media. I'm really, I know I have a presence in social media, but personally, I I haven't been on it in over a year. I I would just tell you this, that 
again, if you're not using repetition in leadership, in any high level performance, there is absolutely no chance you can be reaching your potential. This is what, you know, two words. I studied all these great coaches and great leaders for years. I read 600 books in a 10 year period on leadership and coaching and Afterwards, I, I just I really wanted to kind of simplify things. It's like, what what am I really learning? The characteristics of great, not great, but the greatest leaders. What do they have that in common? And it was this. These are the two words that kept jumping out at me. They're fanatical, and they're precise. They're precise when they come up with a game plan or a strategy, and they're fanatical about making sure their players execute on it. And, you know, the the only way you you can really think about fanatical is it it has to have repetition. Here, let me ask you guys. If I was a hockey coach and we're going into, let's say, NHL playoffs, and I said, hey, listen, here's the thing. Somehow I figured this out, that we've got a winning game plan. If we execute on this winning game plan, it doesn't matter who we play. It doesn't matter where we play. It doesn't matter who our players are. If we execute on this game plan – We'll win every game in the playoffs, okay? Now, obviously, that in sport doesn't exist, at least not to this point in time. But if I had that, should I talk to my players about that in some practices, in most practices, or in every single practice? Easy answer, right? I'm, I'm going to go with your oomph in the last one that that is the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if you got me at 10 a.m. No, the point is, I think it's just really obvious when we lay it out on a platter like that. But truth be told, every coach shows up with what they hope to be the winning game plan. But very few coaches are fanatical and precise about making sure their players execute on that game plan. Now, I would say every coach is good, but the best are those who are the most fanatical and precise with the game plan they put together. For sure. And they have assistant coaches that are fanatical and precise too, (laughs) because you can only do so much as one person. (laughs) there, There just has to be consistency with repetition of what's most important. I love that. And one of the things that I read in your book, 10 Minute Toughness, that you go a lot into that I think really leads to consistency in repetition, particularly from a team standpoint or from an individual standpoint, is goal setting and accountability to those goals that you set. And so um, I, I want to ask you, you know, when you work with teams, when you work with specific individuals, how do you go about talking to them about goal setting and how that can help lead to having more consistent repetition with the skills or the game plan that we were talking about necessary to be great? Yeah, and I, I actually think the goals are the winning game plan, essentially, if you do it the right way. But here's the problem. And, and most people... I mean, if you say, hey, we're going to spend 10 minutes talking about goals. I know if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, oh, where's the bathroom? I got to get out of here. Most people are not using goals. I, I think you know, my, my colleague, Ellen Reed, just asked me for these numbers. And I, I need to look it up. But from memory, 8% of the people have goals written down. And of the people who have goals, only 4% achieve them. And you think, wow, that's just that's just horrific. And it's really, I think, because very few people have actually been taught how to effectively, that's the key word, effectively set goals. Traditional goal setting is counterproductive, just so you know. So the first thing I talk about with goals are the three big mistakes. Number one, people are setting way too many goals with channel capacity. And that's just the biological bandwidth of the brain. Just understand this. When it comes to goal setting, You're a whole lot better off. It's okay if you have multiple goals, but you always have the one that is most important, most exciting to you. So you always want to have one, not multiple. And just understand this. It's a bit paradoxical. By having multiple goals, you actually reduce the likelihood of nailing even one of the goals. But by having one goal that really kind of stands as the most important you increase the likelihood of achieving multiple. It's paradoxical. So the first thing is people set way too many goals. Second thing, 
people have this and it's still being taught today. And most people mean well, most people just don't do any research or science on performance. It's the idea of set it high, hope to get close. And again, you, you have a lot of people, so-called experts, performance experts that are teaching you, set your goals high and just really hope to get close. That is so counterproductive because what happens is you set a really high goal, two or three months in, you're behind the chains to a point where it becomes painful to even think about how far behind the goal you are. And so the, the rest of the you know nine, 10 months of the year, you're not operating from goals altogether. And I'll just tell you this, you absolutely have to have goals. If not, there's two things I've found in my research over the last 30 years, visualization and effective goal setting. If you don't have those two in place, it's impossible. Now I'll use that word, impossible to be reaching your potential. All right, so again, you know, go back to set it high, hope to get close. The principle behind that is self-confidence is the number one variable for all human performance. I'm going to say it again. It's really important. This doesn't change. This is proven. You'd have to be a fool to try to argue it. Self-confidence, number one variable for all human performance. Well, when you set it high, what you're doing is you're really having a very difficult, very difficult time keeping your confidence high because you're so far behind the chains. I mean, think if you're an athlete, if you're you know, football player and it's third and 18, your confidence is not really high. If you're on the ice and you're losing by three or four goals in the third period, it's not conducive to goals or excuse me, confidence being really high. So set it high, hope to get close is only empirically proven in three year or longer periods. I want to make sure people hear that three year or longer periods, because that's what you call a vision goal. There are really three levels. You got vision, product, and process. Vision is three years and longer, result-oriented. Product is 12-month and shorter, result-oriented. And then process are those daily or most important activities. But most people are thinking, set it high, hope to get close with product goals. Most people, goal setting in, in our country especially, is 12-month or less. You know, what's my, what's our season goal? What's the... You know, what, what do we want to do bottom line for the company this year? It's usually 12 months and people try to use the set it high, hope to get close. You're better off setting realistically high so you can stay in the game. You have a much better chance of blowing through your goals, of achieving the high goal by setting it realistically high. All right. And the third big mistake, and this is really the big one, the paradox of the product goal. Most people put the majority of their focus and energy when it comes to goal setting on the result they're trying to achieve. And that's fine. You do have to come up with the result. But the most important place to put your energy is in the process, which your process is what are those two or three most important activities daily that will cause the result you're looking for. All right, so I'll give you a couple of examples. In the business world, you might say, well, I wanna do $100,000 in sales. That's your product goal. I did 80,000 last year. That's about a 25%, 20, I don't know what the percentage would be, uh, somewhere around 23, 25% increase. That's fine, it's a little bit high. I usually like the 10 to 20% growth, but I'm gonna set my product goal at 100,000 in sales. My number one process goal, I gotta make five, outgoing sales calls every day by 9.30. Great. Just really zero in on the five calls. Typically, you focus on the process. If you've chosen correctly, the results take care of themselves. In the sports world, you might say, you know, I just started working uh, this past year with SMU's football team. They hadn't won an AAC championship in 40, 40 years. And we said, okay, so what's the goal this year? And, and they really were positioned this year to win it. So we said, we're going to win the AAC this year, which we did, which was great. But the process is what we really focused on all throughout the season. The process was, let's make sure you're doing your mental workouts and your success logs. That's the mental training. Let's make sure you're attending 100% of practices. And then we had what was called Pucalicious 3. I want three minutes on a daily basis, at least three times a week, where you find three minutes and you push yourself at a little higher intensity during practice where you don't puke, but you're close to puking. Your mouth is actually water. <laughs> and, you know, the point was, is that, hey, if we show up and we know we're more physically and mentally prepared than the competition, our confidence is going to be really high. And I know what happens when I can get a group of people playing with high-level confidence. 
So th- there's my, again, long-winded answer on goal setting. I love that. I love that. And it's the pucalicious thing is funny because we had this thing when I was playing college hockey at Cornell, it was called 20 minutes of hell. And we did it every Friday in the preseason. And it was kind of similar where it wasn't even necessarily like that much harder than a workout we typically would have done. But the spin on it was like, Hey, we did this. Other people didn't right? Like we trained harder. We prepared harder for 20 minutes every week more than everybody else. And then we're going to outlast them physically and mentally. And it, it like, it, it worked like it absolutely a hundred percent worked. And you, you talk about self-confidence, like that gave us the team confidence, just knowing that we prepared and we worked harder in our process than the competition did. No doubt. I actually learned it from an NHL guy, a client of mine. This was, I don't know, 10 years ago. I wrote about the pucalicious in one of the books. I can't remember which one, but he said these words. He said, you know, it's in those pucalicious moments that I remind myself just how much of a badass I really am. And look, whether it be in hockey or in business, it's the same principle when you're doing, and you don't have to do even 20 minutes. I think 20 minutes is great, but heck, do one extra minute. Yeah. Do one extra minute or just push yourself for one minute a little bit harder than what you know you normally would, and you see what the result is. It, it works for all of us. That it's in those pucalicious moments we are reminded just how much of a champion we can be. Huberman just dropped a, a video, and I don't remember the part of the brain. It was it was probably about eight to ten days ago now where he said they found a part of the brain where when you do things you don't want to do, this part of the brain grows larger and they found that people that live the longest have a larger part. This part of the brain is larger. The kicker is it's always got to be doing something that you don't want to do. So it can't be something that your brain or body like assimilates to. So like, you know, cold tubbing for people, the first time they go in a cold tub, they don't want to, they're scared. They get in they're they're hyperventilating. And, and, but as you do that more and more, you have that less and less. So after maybe 10 cold tubs, now that's not something you absolutely hate doing. So it's not working this specific part of the brain. I don't remember what the name of it was. Maybe it was the medulla oblongata. I don't know. Um, but, but, but it's, it's a lot of what you're saying. And honestly, everybody listening, you guys, especially listeners who've been listening to us for a long time, You guys know when I talk about that, I wasn't the most skilled guy at the highest levels. I truly believe that I was able to have a 10 year professional career because I kept doing things for 15 years, probably from 17 to 32. Um, I kept putting myself in those situations to push myself a little bit further. If I saw everybody ran to, to X, I would go a little bit further to why and doing those little bit of extra things very, very often built a massive confidence in myself. And what you heard the doc say maybe five minutes ago, rewind it. If you can play confident, if you go into a game confident, you will be a better player. I 100% believe that if you want to play at your maximum ability, there is no doubt in my mind the only way to do that is when you are confident. You can never play your best or perform your best at anything if you go into something not at 100% confidence level and doing hard things like Doc is saying here and Tof is saying they did at Cornell uh, uh, is how you achieve those things. No doubt. Here's a, a phrase for you. Making yourself uncomfortable speeds up the process of developing mental toughness. Okay, and and the part I guess I want people to hear is you don't have to, no offense to the Cornell 20 minutes, I think that's great, but you don't have to do 20 minutes. Look, look, look for 30 seconds of that pucalicious concept or just making yourself uncomfortable. It's not about how long, it's about are you doing it at all? You know, I'm a big believer in. It's not how much you can do in any one given day. It's how many days are you going to do it? And it's the days that you're stacking upon stacking upon stacking. That's where the true confidence comes from. Because, you know, the the confidence you're talking about, it's not fake it till you make it. Not at your level. I mean, you know, maybe elementary, maybe even high school level. But you start getting into college, Olympic and pro level. 
look, you're not faking anything at this level. And so there's no way to shortcut confidence. You have to, in your mind, know you are more prepared than the man you're going up against. And if you're not more prepared, well, you better be a hell of a lot more talented because it's going to be a dogfight fighting somebody who's more prepared. I know when there's a fight, I want to be the guy with the advantage of knowing I'm more prepared and I've dug in more than this other guy because I got a whole lot more to lose than him. And I'll, I'll bet on myself or anybody who's over preparing than the guy even with the talent no offense to the talent i love that well doc thank you so much uh want to be respectful of your time here this was a, a phenomenal phenomenal episode that i think a lot of times we we think about the takeaways that our listeners can have and, and use in their everyday lives to make themselves a little bit better or make their teams a little bit better and uh, you've given us and you've given our, our listeners a whole hell of a lot of things that uh, that people can think about on how to make themselves better. And uh, if you have a couple minutes, we're doing a, a new little thing here with the Hockey Think Tank uh, that won't be Aaron actually on our podcast, but we're going to do a 10 questions that's going to end up on our uh, community. Uh, that would be awesome. But before we do get over that, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, and cause your work, I'm sure a lot of people are going to either know who you are already or going to want to read more of what you're doing. So, uh, if you can just tell our listeners a little bit about, uh, where they can find you. Yeah, I think two spots. I, I'd probably check out the website. We try to do some either very low cost things. We try to do a lot of free giveaways in terms of just small little tidbits on how to develop mental toughness. The website is jasonselk.com. Should be fairly easy. I think in terms of books, uh, I've written five, you know, they're all on the website. All of them are bestsellers. So you won't have any trouble finding them. If you're just kind of looking for what's the first book or the one I should read. If you're in life or business trying to improve, I'd say no doubt about it. Relentless solution focus. If it's sports, like true sports psychology and mental training, I'd probably say start with 10 minute toughness. you know, I was on pace to be one of the best selling sports psychology books of all time. It still does really, really well. And I think it's a little bit of an iconic book in the sports world. You know, I, I know a lot of pro athletes and Olympic athletes have used that kind of as the Bible for mental training. So those would be the first two I'd tell you to look at. If you're an athlete, 10 minute toughness. If you're not necessarily trying to be a pro or, uh, you know, collegiate Olympic athlete, maybe RSF, Relentless Solution Focus. Awesome. Well, I can give you a personal uh, thumbs up for the 10 minute toughness. Having read that it was awesome. And I've used a lot of those things. Uh, it, it, you know, not even just in sports, but, but in life too, especially as an entrepreneur. Now the, the, those lessons that you learn, uh, very much translate into the real world. So really, really appreciate your time here today. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a great one for our listeners. I appreciate you. you. Keep doing the great work you're doing. I know you're making a major impact and all those coaches out there listening. You don't hear it enough stay in the fight you're making a major major impact on people's lives stay in the fight give yourself some credit you don't hear it enough but you are making that impact way to go coaches keep it up <laughs>